Welcome to the Partyology Experience with your host, Marcus Prentice. Hi guys, welcome to the Partyology Experience. Yes, you're here with Marcus and I'm here today with our guest speaker, Emma DeJong, the general manager at Feel Good Events. I nearly forgot what you are then. <laughs> That's um, very nice. How are you, Emma? I'm good. Good, good. Okay, in today's podcast, we're going to talk about um, venue choice. Now, this is something that you would normally organise, you know, pretty soon in your planning um, and, you know, whether you're having it at home or in a function venue, um, there's lots to think about. So because there is so much to think about, we've sort of broken this down into two podcasts and today we're going to talk about function venue specifically mm-hmm. and then in another podcast we'll talk about choosing, uh, you know, having a function at home. Now, the you know, a lot of the things are quite similar but there are specifics to each one yep. and lots and lots and lots to think about. So, Emma, what do you think – where do people start? If they're having a hiring a function venue, what what are some of the things they've got to look for? How do they find a venue? All sorts of oh, – where do a, we start? Get a pen and paper ready, guys, because this is going to be a long list. I <laughs> sat there for hours just right. I could have gone for like days writing questions and things to ask because these are things that we will go into a venue if we have a client and ask those questions of the venue. So I know lots of things that, you know, you may not consider. I think yeah, lots of things right. I'll ask these questions and the clients will be like, I didn't even think of that. And they're really, really important things as well. And we'll go through those. I think in the starting, actually picking a venue, it's really quite important. There's so many things to consider. There's heaps of amazing uh, websites now that you can actually choose your venue on. So you've got um, Venue Mob. Um, there's a couple of other great ones on there as well. So definitely check them out. I think you also need to start on the location. So if you live in Sandringham, you want something sort of somewhat close to you. You don't want to be having it on the other side, on the west side. That's not going to work clearly. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> a bit far for your guests to that's go. Right. And that that'll have impact on yeah where you'll get how many of your guests mm. show up. If you've chosen a venue that's miles away, it can it's a lot greatly of effort. affect. If yeah. they're drinking and they can't get home or yeah. that sort of thing, it's going to cost them two hundred dollars in an Uber to get home. People aren't really going to make That's the effort, right. are they? So location's also a good thing. And a lot of these search engines, you can put your location in and then you can put like kilometres from that space. So you might be happy to travel, you know, 10, 15, 20 Ks from that location. Yeah. And then you can pick from there. So definitely research is a, a key one. Now, questions. Now this, we can talk about these for days. So we might sort of, I'll tell you the question to ask or things to consider and we might sort of talk more about them. So this one here is, does the venue cater for the amount of people coming to your party? Now, we both have things about this that you do not want to hire a hall or a function space that holds 500 people and you have 100 people coming. That's right. Biggest party mistake you could ever make. How many times have you seen this happen, Marcus? Yes, and it's something that can have such a big impact on your function and it's not necessarily about money, although it'll cost you more to hire a bigger function space. But yeah, if the function size is the wrong size for the amount of people that you've got, it will dramatically affect affect how yes. the function goes yep. and whether people dance, all sorts of things. Like, yes, and suppliers so, like us that will go in. Well, I would If I went to a function space that someone had hired with 500 and they've got 100 people, I'd say we're going to drape half this or even m- most of it. What's the point? You're going to pay more money draping it yep. to make it more of a party atmosphere. That's so right. It's just not worth it. So. Please, people, pick a venue that is suitable for the you know amount of people you have coming. Yeah. Um, I always say sometimes smaller is sometimes better. It's more intimate because you're never going to get – if you invite 150, you're never going to 150 no. at one time, are you? No. I usually say at least 60 to 70%. Yes. Um, and so – and as we say, you may get – if you've invited 100, 
maybe 90 show up, but they might not be there all at the same, all the same time. time. So you really might only need a space to do 60 or 70. Yeah, and you cater for about 70% showing up, 70, 80, just depends. Of course, weddings can have more show up, parties and events, you might have less. Yeah, so Depending on the time of the year, if there's yes. lots of other functions on, you know, you may have even less people show up. Yeah, so, how excited did you make it? Did you make it, hype it up and make everyone want to come? Yeah. You might get everyone there because you've made it so found sound so good. That's right. Is <laughs> it the middle of winter and nobody wants to go out of their house? Yeah. So that could affect attendance. So yes. many things can affect that. So one of the other things you need to think about too when you're choosing your venue is, yes, you want to get the right size, but don't choose one that's got too many function spaces yes. in it. So sometimes um, if you choose a function uh, venue, it may have multiple areas. Yes. This can really separate your guests. 100%. And can make it, you know, the party not go as well. So yes. usually one central space works best and you can uh, set up the room so that it will work the best. Yep. But if there's too many rooms, you'll lose some people into different rooms and then the room is, uh, sorry, the party is very disjointed. Yes. And just doesn't work. We've seen it happen so many times where they've had the bar in one room and then the dance floor is in the other room and you'll find most people won't even end up in that dance floor room. The DJ will be playing to the walls. Because there's no one going in there because they feel uncomfortable going in there. That's right. It, it just works. And always, if you have a, a like one like space you're going to use, make sure that the bar and the dance floor are somewhat close to each other. They're not one down one end and one down the That's other. Right. And there's all this space in between because you will not get the party of the year or people up on the dance floor. So really do be considerate of this. And, and yeah, one of the other things, so people will be saying, okay, so I've got a hundred people. How many, how big a space do I actually need? Yep. Uh, and this goes, uh, Something to think about here is um, one. not only do you actually need enough room for all your guests, but you need enough room for your decor and styling and, yes, and furniture and that sort that of thing. As well. If you're bringing those sorts of things in, um, you need to consider room for those sorts of things. So rule of thumb, uh, we usually suggest one square metre per person. Uh, and so you would then say, okay, if I've got 100 people, it's 100 square metres, but mm-hmm. you may need a bit extra, obviously, if you're bringing in you're putting in a bar if there's not a bar there. Raising table. Yeah. Or, or you, you um, want extra furniture. That's obviously going to take up some mm. room as well. So um, these are things to think about. Yes. Um, but as we say, smaller sometimes is a lot better than too big. Yes. You know. Um, yeah. It's, it's You know, if you've got a bigger venue, I guess, and you have people show up more than you expect, the advantage is you may be able to use a separate, you know, go into a uh, separate area and make it bigger if you need to. Yeah. But quite often it's less are going to show up than more are going to show up than you expect. So. Yeah. So I guess playing on that as well, my next point is sort of does the venue have its own decoration? Because some venues have their own sort of quirky sort of style. Yeah. Or is there something that's very plain? It's just white walls. It's nothing exciting. And what other things do you need to bring into that venue? Because that will then make, you know, you choose if – do you want to spend quite a lot on a decor to make it what you want? Because some venues, they might have lots of decorations. You don't need to do too much. Yeah, if it be, fits in with your style. Then it fits in with your style, yes, considering that as well. You might find that it's better to spending a little bit extra on the venue and then having some things come in than having a, basically a blank canvas and having to do the whole thing yourself. So it depends on what you want to take on. That's right. That's I, I know of a venue in Melbourne uh, that's set up sort of like a masquerade-style uh, type function space yes. and it's like that all the time. Yep. So if you're having a masquerade party, perfect. then that would be the perfect venue to hire. It means less decor. So, you know, you're probably going to save money in that, yep. that regard. Yeah. Um, next point is, does the room hire include furniture? Now, this is a huge one that people get very stuck on sometimes. 
they'll see the venue set up with, you know, some venues will normally set up their rooms with banquet tables and sit-down chairs and that sort of thing. And if you're having a cocktail, that's not cocktail furniture, so you're not going to want to use any of that furniture. Please do not use banquet tables. If you're going to use banquet tables, maybe use one for your oldies. Do not use more than that. <laughs> I get so sad when I see that. It hurts my feels. That's right. Unless you're having a sit-down dinner, do not use them. Do not. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> So aggressive with that, aren't yeah. I? <laughs> it's a party killer. It's like cancer. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to your party, it really it is. It really like... is. And like people will be like, well, I hired the venue, but they've got no cocktail furniture. Now I need to bring everything in. So you might find some venues do have it, some don't. But it is a question to ask what furniture is included in that cost of your venue hire. Um, so with this as well, this is a huge one that I get asked all the time and it makes it so difficult to supply what time do you have access on the day? Yeah. Because I have so many venues that will be, and I understand why they do this, but you've got two hours to come in and you have two hours to install everything before the function starts. It is like manic. Like yeah. you've got, you could have three or four suppliers coming in for two hours to do a setup. So it also restricts what you can do. And two hours look might be fine if you're going low key. And low key, perfect. And you're having a cake dropped off and maybe a small balloon garland or something like yes, that. Yes, that's perfectly but, fine. But if you're doing a full room fit out, and it's you're doing furniture, happen. dance floor, the whole kit and caboodle, then you're going to need a day. It's going to We're going to struggle and it's going to be very impacted on what you can actually go ahead with. So always double check your um, room access. So if you choose a cafe or a bar, you're normally not going to have access until 3 o'clock because if they're open for lunch, That's you're not right. going to have access until at least 3, 3.30 and then you've got a couple of hours before your function starts. So you might have three hours or so. Venue spaces that are just venue spaces normally will give you all day sort of access. So from nine, if they allow you, um, if you get nine a.m. access, you, you're doing well. Yeah, uh, but lunchtime is still better than nothing. Yeah. So, but, but again, even with some that are just specifically function venues, if they have functions during the day, yes, then you potentially might not be able to get until four o'clock. Yes, if they've correct. got a lunchtime function at peak season. Yeah. So, so these so. are the good things to check. So it's you know peak season, as Marcus just um, said, double check if they are backing up the functions. This is a really good one to ask questions about because this is where we get stuck a lot where clients will be told they've got four or five hours and then a week prior they've got two. So make sure you check that and you've got that in writing. That's a really good one that I sort of think that everyone should know. Yeah. So that also comes into play with when does everything need to come out? (laughs) (laughs) Now I say it like that is in the fact that some venues during peak time will make us come in at midnight. Now midnight of course, adds additional costs and that's for across the board. Every supplier will charge you this. So make sure that you're aware of this because this is something that you will have to consider for all your suppliers. There's normally a, um, like a flat fee that you have to pay per person to come out at midnight, which of course there should be. No one wants to come out at midnight <laughs> to pack things down. That's right. It makes life very difficult. Um, or do you have access on the Sunday or the Monday? So a really good question to ask as yeah. well. And sometimes even Sundays, depending on the supplier, yep. may charge you extra to come out on a Sunday. Um, you know, the venue may charge you extra to keep it there till Monday if that's even possible. Yeah. So there's lots of variables in that. So it's something that you need to clarify from the very beginning before you yep. book and before you book any suppliers. Yes. If you know your times and uh, we've spoken about venues, um, get things in writing. Yes. Um, so that if they do say you can come in at nine o'clock in the morning, they then can't turn around, you know, the week of, as we say, and say, oh, well, no, actually you can't come in now till 4 p.m. Yep. And then it causes you a lot of stress and all the suppliers as well. Yes. And then you end up having to pay extra yep. so that they can try and possibly do yep. installation in that time if it's yeah. even possible. Yes. So, um, yeah, yeah. A, a, another simple thing to think about, and this is not something that people quite often think about because it's only minor, but uh, – 
you quite often, and it's less these days, but you'll have smokers and, you know, mm. where are they going to go? And the other thing is toilets. So, you mm-hmm. know, most venues have obviously got toilets and that's not an issue, but there are certain function spaces that you can hire that maybe toilets is an issue or mm. the smoking is an issue. So an example of this is we did a function a couple of years ago and it was for a, a wedding and it was on a rooftop in the city, which awesome function space. Beautiful. Um, you know, really exciting. It was somewhere unique, very different. Um, it had a marquee up there for the actual function space and then had some – uh, glamping tents as well, so oh, people cool. could even stay up on the top, all that sort of thing. So it was a great function space. But the downfall was the toilets and the area where people went to smoke were like 10 floors below. Oh, no. So every time somebody wanted to go to the toilet, you're going to lose your guests for a long period of time, probably 15, 20 minutes at least, or if they're going out for a smoke, oh, half no. an hour. So the function didn't actually go that well because half the guests were missing for most of the night. Because they were always go, having to go down 10 floors to go to the toilet and then come back. So the poor DJ was playing to half the crowd, if that, um, during the night because everyone was missing. So the atmosphere was very lacking. Mm. Although it was a unique and exciting function space, the functionality was not great. So although, you know, you wouldn't think, oh, well, what do I care where the toilets and the smoking is, it can affect your function. Usually. So something to think about as well. and. Yep. Another thing that would uh, go, I guess, with, um, you know, times and all that sort of stuff that Emma just spoke about is access to the venue. Mm. So we know as suppliers, event suppliers, you know, what's the the access like? So if it is on a rooftop, Mm. that's going to potentially cost you a lot more money, isn't it? Oh, it's good times. Yeah. (laughs) I do operations here, so it can be an absolute nightmare sometimes because – what you'll find is most venues in the city are in like quite built up areas. They've got quite tight access points. And when you're bringing in bulky items or you're going into Crown and Crown, for example, is bigger out the back than is at the front. So if you can imagine how large that would be, it could take me an hour and a half to get to one of the main rooms sometimes. Yeah. So, you know, you've got to go backwards and forwards. So access is a huge thing. For yeah. suppliers especially, yeah. making sure that we can actually get the equipment in. Yeah. We've got items like dance cages, for example. A couple of years ago, I told the client the size of what the cage was, double-checked it, made sure it was 100%, and then we got it there and we couldn't get it in. Yeah. It's an absolute devastating thing for a client, especially things that are a bit more unique. So, you know, those would have added a lot more atmosphere to a function like that. They're huge big dance cages that you can dance in. They're, they're quite fun. You'll find any person that you wouldn't think would dance in it is dancing in it. That's right, especially after a few shandies. Yes. A <laughs> couple of shandies and yeah. they're in there. Yeah. Um, so we couldn't get it in. So that were devastated. But it's just you know, those little things, they really need to be covered to make sure that they're going to fit in spaces like that. And all those venues, like especially in the city, are very difficult. So yeah. we, as, uh, we go to these function spaces a lot, so we know them all sort of in and out, but they do add more money to your quotes because it takes us longer to get in. Um, so you want to also consider, you know, you're not really thinking about your suppliers when you're thinking about your venue, but it is definitely a pain point for, you know, suppliers. But and it can cost, it costs. just costs you more money. It if does you, cost if you. Don't look we can do things. it, but it costs yeah. more money for you. And so, it's, or any supplier, like even yes. florists or. Anyone, even, no, it doesn't just us. Yeah, yeah. DJs or, or whatever, um, a band, so they quite often have a lot of equipment. If if they know it's, you know, on the top of a rooftop, yes. they're probably going to charge you more money to get all their speakers and lights and everything. Yes, we've been there. to function spaces where we've been in the lift. I've counted 72 times just to get all the equipment in. So that's, that's right. a lot of time and I think yep. that's just to get it in, that's not to get it out. That's right. <laughs> so that, that can uh, definitely affect 
Yeah. We love doing that. It's part of the job. Things. We love all those yeah. things. We get to go to amazing places, but it's something to be considered. So what are some of the other questions that uh, people should think about? So these things here I've got also, um, are the venue lights able to be dimmed? Now, this is a huge one. I get stuck on this one all the time. I will ask the clients this question. They'll be like, oh, I don't know. I'm like, that is a huge question to ask because if their venue lights don't dim or they just turn all off or all on, it will absolutely kill your dance floor. If you've got your dance floor and all the floors above it are on and you can't turn them off, how do you think that makes people feel? No one's getting on that dance floor. No, that's right. I'm not going to go up in there and boogie. Or, or you've hired heaps of lighting and or you've hired enough to create a bit of a mood but you want some other lighting to yeah. start with and if you can't dim them, it's sort of a waste of time hiring the other lighting. So, 100% it's a waste of your money and I think you, you might want all their lights on at the start of the night but as the night sort of goes on, you want them to turn those lights down want, or really dim them down and make right. it really moody. The moodier the better, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> we love the mood. Yes, that's right. Um, another question or another thing to ask the venue is do you need to have security? Now, some venues will say you have to have security regardless um, and some will not. So it just really depends if they include it or not. It's just a cost thing. That's the reason why I put it down is that if you need to have security, what are the costs for those? Yeah. A lot, I think, uh, when it comes to security is the, the type of function it is. Yes, 21st, yeah, those sort of 18th, things. 18th, those sorts of things will probably insist if they allow those sorts of functions yes. to have security. Yep. 40th or 50th, maybe not. Maybe you not. Know, so, I hope you're a bit better behaved by that age. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but there is some that will have just corporate functions and they know they're going to be rowdy on their Christmas party, so they'll, they'll make sure they have security. Yep. Or some venues will just say flat out, you have to have security regardless. So that's also another thing. Another one is, is there a cleaning fee? Now, this is sort of more if you're doing more of like a lower key hall sort of function, like this is sort of on yep. that hall scale sort of thing. Yeah. Do you need to clean it? Do you need to pay a cleaning fee? There are always good things to ask. How much is that cleaning fee? What if you've gone bananas that night and you've made a very big mess? What are the additional costs? Like is yep. it extra double that cost or whatever it is? Um, also in the hall conversation, what are the food facilities like? Is there a good kitchen there? Is there going to be enough for your catering? All those sort of things are things to sort of look at because there is the halls and there is the function venues. I thought I'd just add them in there for you. So the next one is heating and cooling. Now, this is something, another one point that we get asked all the time or people don't consider. So if you're having a function in the middle of July and there is no, it's a big warehouse and there's no um, heating, do you think everyone's going to want to stay in there? Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> That's right. Or, <laughs> or it's stinking hot in the middle of summer. it's 45 degrees, which we love having here in Melbourne randomly. Yeah. And for, you will get, the people that have picked those venues that do not have cooling will have that 45-degree day. That's right. So please consider this. Heating and cooling for people is a really big like yeah. puller. They'll end up going home or not coming. It's If people get there and they're freezing cold, trust me, it's the same with me. If I'm freezing cold, I'm not staying there. Yeah, that's right. It's the worst thing. It's the same with not being fed enough. That's right. <laughs> and and they may show up, but if, yeah, if it's the environment's not quick. right, they're going to be going home quick. So please consider those two things. Um, if, you know, you've got a venue that's a massive hall or something like that and they've got, you know, wall heaters, is it going to be still warm enough? Is, can you bring additional heaters in? Is that that's okay? Right. Yep. Um, all those things are to be considered. And and even with the, you know, if it's the opposite and it's too hot, it can affect, you know, um, whether people dance or not. People are going to be passing out and, yep. you know, sweating and, yeah, <laughs> what, yeah, the dance floor might be a bit more fun, but um, that's something to consider. Now, this one, Marcus will love me that I've mentioned this. But sound restrictions. Yeah. Now, Marcus, how many times have you had issues with this one? <laughs> so a lot of venues, there's, there's quite a few in Melbourne, because uh, they're built in residential areas, mm. uh, will have sound restrictions or sound meters in the actual venue. So some venues, and there's some that are really bad, um, will 
the the restrictions are so tight that the music can really only go to background level. And Emma's experienced this at a wedding she went to yep. for a friend years ago where the music uh, couldn't really go above background noise. So it, there was just no atmosphere. People didn't want to dance. The bride was really upset. Yep. Um, it it can horrible. really affect how the night goes and whether people dance or not because of the volume of the, the music. Yep. So this is something to ask and – and also goes along with um, is there sound or AV equipment in the venue? Because sometimes the venue will go, uh, we have our own sound equipment because of noise and we can control it. And it may sound, you might go and listen to that that sound system and go, well, that sounds all right, it sounds loud enough, but you're listening to it when you're just in the yeah. room with maybe your partner or whatever or your mum and dad. <laughs> so it's going to sound loud when there's two people in there, add in 100 people and that sound is you know, it's barely background music. Yeah. So it's something super important that people would, you know, quite easily overlook. So really if you're choosing a venue, it's best not to choose one in a residential area mm. uh, because there's usually going to be some sort of restrictions and it's going to really, you know, can really affect the night. Uh, hugely. I think if you're wanting the party of the year, how are you meant to do that when you can have play background music? That's right. You might as well not even have the party. That's Let's right. Let's be real here. And and I've done lots of functions where people have come up, you know, if I was DJing and, and they'd say, oh, can you turn it up? Turn can up, you turn, turn, up, turn it up? up? And I'm like, I can't turn it up. It's This is as loud as it can go. Yep. And it really it dramatically affects the party. Look, even people have meters on the wall where you can see it goes up in the colors. It's got like, you know, yep. your normal stop sign sort of thing and it keeps going up and you're like, oh, yep. going up to the red. And some of the venues that do have sound meters, it is it'll just turn off the music if it gets too, it cuts too loud. It out completely. And so then the music is stop starting and then people have to wait a few minutes for this the power to kick back in. Yep. And everyone's wondering what's going on and it's just not a good experience for the DJ. It's oh. not good for everyone else. Um, so something to really consider. If you're going to a venue that has sound restrictions yes. and they're really strict, um, maybe reconsider the venue. Yeah. Um, unless you're having a low key, it might be, you know, if you're just having a background music, a, a background music gathering, that. then that's fine. But if you're having a dancing function, it's it's going to be, that's something really important yes. to think about. Yeah. Um, there was one point I did forget before. Sorry, guys. Um, this is a one, and this is not overly important, but it's just something that I've come up with being in the industry. So do ask your venue if you've got they've got equipment sorry or equipment or furniture that you do not like and you want them to get rid of it so you can bring us like other things in make sure they've got somewhere to store it yeah. We've had people that have had to contact us and go, I don't want the chairs at the venue. Can you bring in the other chairs for me but take their chairs away because they've got nowhere to store them and then bring them back? No supplier, unfortunately, is going to do that. <laughs> not, we don't have the luxury no. of that, unfortunately. And so, plus there's a liability thing if the furniture yeah. was to get damaged. or it's insurance sort of thing. is not covered by it. So yeah. please just make sure if you are wanting to get rid of quite a lot of equipment in a venue, first of all, I'd be questioning why you're choosing it. But second of all, if you do want to get rid of it, do they actually have the resources to store that somewhere? Because most venues have very small storerooms or That's very right. limited and it's been made just for their equipment. So it may be only half of it because they're normally using most of it. So just something to consider and it's something I have come across a couple of times. Nothing crazy important but just consider yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. So, yep. yep. What else, Emma? Any other key things that uh, people need to consider when? Well, they're my main points, but yeah, I've got more for the other section. But was there anything else you had? So I I think one of the main key things is get everything in writing. So we've talked about this before. Just a contract issue. Yeah, (laughs) just something really important. uh, As we've we've spoken about before, you know, venues can sometimes just tell you whatever they want just to get you to sign on the dotted line. Yeah. And not all venues. You know, no, no, most, no, not, most not, venues yeah. are great. We don't mean to be um, mean by that. But but yes, there are some that will tell you that, yes, you can come in at 9am just to, so you'll sign up and then, yeah, we'll change their plans. 
you know, it's really important to get everything in writing so that there's no confusion. And if you know all these things um, beforehand of what you do and don't want, mm-hmm. then you can make sure that they're in the contract. Yep. And then um, when you go to have your function there, there's going to be yep. hopefully less issues. Yes. Look, n- nine times out of ten, venues won't do that to you anyway. Most of them um, yep. But occasionally we hear it happening and they change the goalposts and it makes it harder then for everybody involved. Yes. Uh, for suppliers, the client, you know, and they're quite stressed and it's meant to be a fun occasion and it the more stress-free is stress. the better. So yes. getting everything in writing is something super important. But, yeah, um, and that's the reason why we're giving you all these, like, things to ask the venue because it gets everything out on the table um, as straight, like, straight away because you want to get all that stuff out and if there is things in there you think, oh, I want to have that in the contract, you then know the answer to it and go, can I have that in the contract so that I can make sure that, you know, six months down the track I'm not going to be stung with the, that's oh, right. no, no, I didn't say that. Well, you did because it's in the contract and you've signed yeah, it. So right. just back yourself with those sort of things. But I really hope that all these things have been helpful because they're things that I come across and lots of us do. Marx has probably come across lots of these things over the years. That's right. That really need to be considered before ever paying a deposit for a venue because you want to make sure it's 100% for what you need. That's right. Mm. So, so yes, hopefully those help have helped you, those tips, and we will talk about in a future podcasts about having a function at home. Yep. A lot of those things you, you need to consider, but there are other things when having a party at home, good and yep. bad. Yes. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned and uh, hopefully we'll um, you'll be able to get some more party tips from us soon. Thanks for listening to the Partyology Experience with your host, Marcus Prentice. Don't forget to subscribe or check out our website for more party tips and expert advice at feelgoodevents.com.au.